isn't your heart gonna explode like a baked potato in the microwave? I told you not to interrupt me when I'm with my birds. I swear it wasn't my adultery, I was just holding it for a friend. It's legal now, so we can say that. Welcome to Up Yours Downstairs, the podcast that was not made by those who did nothing. I'm Amy Schneider. And I'm Kelly Anakin. And that was a bizarre double negative. Listen, it doesn't matter because you know what else is a bizarre double negative? <laughs> what is that? That we have to re-record this goddamn <laughs> recap because your audio quality was in the shitter. Yeah. My brand new soundboard just crapped out. And we are both like... I can't express to you how infuriated we both were several days before Christmas. Yes. Because we had a whole plan. Uh-huh. We were going to get this one. We were going to get the Peaky Blinders out. Mm-hmm. You know? It but was all... We had, we had planned it perfectly. We did plan it perfectly, and it failed. Yeah. Miserably. Yeah. So, I don't know. I might just throw these up without barely even a description or editing, <laughs> because I'm so angry. Yeah. It's uh, very frustrating. Not because I'm angry at... Like, I just like... No, you no. Know, just... I, people, people want these. They've been out for weeks. Yeah. No, I know. They, the people need our opinions. I know they do. And our jokes. We got jokes. We do got jokes. We had so many jokes. I know. It was a good episode, I really hope we remember some of those jokes. <laughs> I hope so, too. Anyway, okay. Yeah. So we're going to go. Yep. If there's an edge to my voice, <laughs> that is why. Yes. <laughs> okay. Right. So we kick it off. Liz is talking to Charles and Anne about penguins and Antarctica, which it's is... Sort of, this is a random thing. It just seems so weird to be referring to a child as Charles. Yeah, well, welcome to England, Amy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I've been here and I've been living in England for years on this podcast. So. I know, right? Yeah. It's crazy. It is. Some, like, somebody was tweeting about our parades and recaps. We did those in 20... 20- 13. Yeah, I saw that. And I was like blown away because I feel like we just watched Parades End yesterday, (laughs) which we obviously did not. And I would like to go back to it, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Especially now that we're divorced. Yeah. I'm sure different things are going to hit different yeah no i've, I've re-listened to a few things and there's it's it's interesting really i re-listened to our last titanic bs recap which was pretty fun i believe you because we just barreled like we were just like we're not like, doing the rest of this <laughs> the show sucks I, but i'm like i'm not even talking about re-listening i just want to go back and watch oh yeah parades no, no, no. i know yeah i mean it's great. i'm not sure that i have the emotional fortitude to listen to old recaps right now <laughs> Yeah, I pick and choose. That's <laughs> Yeah. Okay, anyway, Liz is detailing Phil's travel schedule to the kids and uh, is impressing the need for colonialism on the children. Very important when you're a member of the monarchy. <laughs> it's really the only thing you can pass along to your children. That's right. Apart from fabulous wealth and jewels. Yeah. And she suggests to Nanny as they go out that, they, <laughs> that she place a photo of Phil next to their beds so they don't forget about their dad. And uh, Great, now they're not going to be able to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> then some guy brings in a whole mess of film that Phil has shot. He's Beardy Phil here already. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't know he's Beardy right, Phil. But they're about to find they're out. They're about to find out. <laughs> the beard. The beard. The beard is on fire. It is not. No, it's, it's, on, it's on Phil. It's very quiet. Right. Quiet? Cold. <laughs> <gasps> So, uh, 
uh, Adine has received a letter from Eileen's lawyer. Come on, Eileen! <laughs> alerting him to the divorce proceedings, and he's decided that's it. He has no choice. It's to con- time to call Tommy LaMustache. Uh, <laughs> yes. I love him! Yeah, so the mustache <laughs> signal has been sent up. And uh, credits. So we see Annie trimming his mustache. Mm-hmm. Lots of mustaches this episode. Yeah. It's very mustache heavy. It really is. There it should are... have been called mustaches. <laughs> Actually, it should have, because it's yeah. called Barcelona, right? I, or, yeah, or, Liz, or Lisbon. Lisbon, yeah. I was like, Spain. <laughs> Full Close. disclosure, we haven't watched this since two weeks ago oh, right. prior to recording this episode. Right. And also, okay, I'm going to withhold those thoughts until we actually do the later episode. Okay. Anyway. Yes. I'm sorry, everybody. I usually try not to have this foreknowledge. <laughs> yeah. So there's airplane noises because Annie and his wife are on a plane, uh, which has just returned from Jamaica. So remember... In the last episode, he was like, Aruba, Jamaica. <laughs> and Liz was like, what? <laughs> yeah. He speaks to the press about his health, which he says is fully fit to return to his duties. However, I and probably lots of people <laughs> are very skeptical that Jamaica is that magical. Right. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. I mean, I guess he was just there for the medical marijuana, right? But honestly... <laughs> Because I think his issues are respiratory and mm. circulatory. I don't think that, that would necessarily be helpful. No, that well, that makes sense. Yeah, uh, I'm sure there. Perhaps are, we will. I'm look sure into... there's a bunch of stoners within a quarter mile radius that would like to disagree no, with you uh, on that. <laughs> I was just discussing that with a friend of mine because we're both sober, mm-hmm. and like now that pot is like recreationally legal in uh-huh. California, I was like, sometimes I feel like kind of wistful, like. That I'm missing this. But then she's like, yeah, but like people who smoke weed are the worst kind of people. And this is someone who used to be addicted to cocaine. Okay. Like, (laughs) you know, we're talking people who are the living embodiment of that hippie that taught the lion to eat tofu on Futurama. So anyway, you have fun with that, Ames. (laughs) I I do. I know that you do and will continue to do so. Yep. Our resident marijuana expert. (laughs) That's right. Amy Schneider. (laughs) It's legal now, so we can say that. I mean, I think we could say it before. I know, we probably did. (laughs) (laughs) So we see Liz presiding over a screening of the footage of Beardy Phil, and he sent along a letter that sort of goes along with it. So Liz is narrating, and there's Mike and Beardy Phil goofing around with penguins. Margaret says that the beard makes Phil look shifty. I think we (laughs) (laughs) high-fived. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We were like, Margaret, with the... And it's so funny because he is so, like, he's such a Margaret fangirl. <laughs> like, he's always backing her up. And, like, whenever yeah. she's not around, he's like, what's Margaret doing? <laughs> and she does not give a fuck about him. She yeah. thinks he is dumb as paint. <laughs> and Liz is very put out and says, that, no, he looks like an explorer. And, um, <laughs> uh, you know, and they're hanging out with the British survey team. And he tells them that huskies have different colored eyes. They do. Yeah. Oh, I love a husky. Man, I mean, I appreciate them in general, but I was at the Heart and Dagger the other day, you know? Yeah. This person had the biggest dog I have ever seen. Yeah. Was it a husky? I think so. Mm -hmm. Something like that. And I'm like, you live in a city. What are you doing? Apparently, big dogs actually do well in apartments. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know enough about dogs to know or care. All I know is that if you're going to get a dog, I really want you to get a golden doodle. (laughs) Um, 
because I recently hung out with a golden doodle <laughs> and they're the best. All right. Well, I will keep that in mind. I know. Listen, you're going to do what you want to do. Indeed. It's not my dog. Yeah. And anyway, if I had a husky, I would name it Kate Bosworth. <laughs> I will keep that in mind. Because Kate Bosworth has heterochromatic <laughs> eyes. Or David Bowie. Well, right. Or I could name it Bowie Bosworth. <laughs> I'm never going to own a husky. Right. So. I don't know why I'm going down this path. Yeah, but you could, that means you could let your imagination run free. I do. I think that's the source of <laughs> most of my problems. Free as a husky in the Antarctic. <laughs> They're not that free. <laughs> <laughs> True. Haven't you seen John Carpenter's <laughs> The Thing? Many times. Man, I don't know why I don't own that. Anyway, that's a separate podcast. That is a separate podcast. Take that, Stranger Things. Yeah, it'll be called Who Goes There after the original short story. Um, <laughs> Man, we have such great ideas we're never going to execute on. I know, right? <laughs> Liz finishes up. The penguins and seals send their love. She looks very happy and also did a great job of syncing up that letter to the footage. I know. Yeah. I wonder if he gave her timestamps. <laughs> yeah. It seems like the kind of shit he would pull. <laughs> Liz gets into a car out front of Beham Palace, but she pauses when she sees Tommy the mustache and wonders correctly why he is there <laughs> because right. he is supposedly retired. Mm-hmm. But he's, you know, it's not even a just when I think I'm out, they keep pulling me back in. He's like, when are you going to pull me back in? Right. Huh? huh? Right. Tommy the mustache. But I mean, like, you know, honestly, that's the kind of retirement I think I would want. Yeah. Where it's like, ah, I could just dick around for six weeks and then be like, oh, you know, what's going on on this side? <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, I don't know. Yeah. He, you know, he's a man who likes to do stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she chats with him and he says that he's there to help out Colonel Adine with something vague. Yeah. So he doesn't say why he's there. And she's wondering why he's got the royal car and driver. And he's like, uh, that was in my severance package. And she was like, oh, was that me? And he was like, yes. <laughs> I'm like, Tom of the Mustache, you should have trained her to read crap before she signs it. <laughs> that would have just made his job harder. That's a good point. <laughs> She's off to Sandringham for a break because Colonel Adine has rearranged her schedule so she can get up there. Mm-hmm. But this is much more to Colonel Adine's benefit than Liz's, I Indeed, realized yes. upon looking at this now. I was <laughs> right. like, aha! He's playing a deeper game! <laughs> Oh, a Dean, you sly dog. He's not. I know. Sly nor a dog. <laughs> He's like a gopher at best. <laughs> Tommy LaMustache says that a Dean was wise to loop him in on this. Then he says something about how he's never had to save some random people's marriage to help the monarchy. And he's like, of course, we don't give a fig about the Parkers. <laughs> uh, come on, a Dean. <laughs> <laughs> I was expanding. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Well, you know, listen, I got to I got to keep the momentum going. That's right. Cuz I'm probably forgetting some solid gold. <laughs> That's, I know. <laughs> A ship's telegraph guy is getting something urgent. Yeah, and like he gets the telegraph and he's like like looking around for pieces of paper to write it down on. I'm like, this is your only job is to sit here all day and write down telegraphs that come. I just got so in. caught up in the beard contest. <laughs> He forgot all about Morse code and having paper. It's like, I'm in third place. Grow faster. Grow faster. (laughs) I've been eating these penguins for days. 
So we cut to Liz writing a letter to Phil, which now presumably the telegraph guy has received the letter from Liz and has transcribed it. Right. So then Phil is reading the letter aloud to the men and then Mike grabs it and is reading the saucy bits right. to the men. And I'm like, that's your queen. Yeah. Well, several things. First of all, the guy with the telegraph already read all this. So yes. It's not like a secret. And second of all, is she really talking about how it's going to feel good when Phil goes down on her with a, with his beard? Apparently. Because that was the clear implication. Well, because she is like advice from the queen mum. Yeah. yeah. She's like, this is what my mother told me about being married to a man with a beard. And yeah. I'm like, did King Lane Price ever have a beard? Because he was completely clean shaven That's when true. we saw him. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've seen pictures of the real guy in World War II and he did. Okay. So, yeah. I... Listen. They just weren't going to disfigure Lane Price with a beard. Good call. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't... I, okay, maybe I just haven't met the right beard yet, <laughs> but uh, that's never been a fun activity yeah. as far as I'm concerned. That. But uh, I guess, you know, they didn't have Hitachi magic wands back then. <laughs> they did not. They, they were limited <laughs> in their lovemaking. Right. So, Beards know. and just crude wooden devices. <laughs> <laughs> mastered simple tool like the chimpanzees <laughs> oh we haven't got there yet <laughs> jane goodall has not gone to gambia <laughs> so the uh press around anthony eden's return is not really great for old a and e he enters the cabinet room and thanks them all for carrying on he's like boy we sure are all still united eh and there's like an awkward pause and somebody then- farts <laughs> <laughs> but just like one of those like So McMillan says that, in fact, the country is now divided and the party is divided because of his illegal war. And A&E kind of like flips out. Which I feel like, A, not a cute look. Right. And B, isn't your heart going to explode like a baked potato in the microwave? Like, maybe don't be doing this. Yeah. Breathe. Count to ten. <laughs> McMillan speaks for the entire cabinet when he's like... Get the hell out, Annie. We don't like you anymore. So that's the end of the Eden administration. <laughs> Welcome, folks, to the Eden administration. <laughs> I wish I could keep going, but I'm no good at freestyling. <laughs> Children are playing rugby as Eileen looks on. Come on, Eileen. <laughs> yeah, and she's watching from like a bizarre distance. Like yeah. there's other mothers that are right well, up by the they field. They might have caught wind of her marital discord. You know how rugby moms can be. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're telling me. <laughs> She notices La Mustache reading so on a like, bench. Oh, my son is left hook, so I get to, you know, whatever. I don't even know what that means. I'm pretty sure Wasn't that's that a, a Spike rugby Lee position. Movie? <laughs> <laughs> center left, center left half? Hook. I think center half is a rugby position. Oh, I, I thought you were going to say that that was a Spike Lee movie. I was like, <laughs> really? I didn't? Okay. At any rate. He's made a lot of movies. I don't he know. He has made a lot of movies. Good for you, Spike Lee. <laughs> He's finally won our approval. Uh, I mean, he pretty much always had mine no, I once know. I realized that everything that my parents stood for was <laughs> corrupt. Sure. Tommy Lustache is reading A Military History of Napoleon, which is boring AF, but okay, whatever. <laughs> right. And Eileen says to him something about, you know, oh, you know, Mike doesn't recognize the kids because he's saying something like, oh, you know, Mike must be so proud. And she's like, who? <laughs> And she tells La Mustache that their marriage is over. And then he he could 
have been so much smoother about this whole thing. Yeah. And he's like, oh, why don't you not announce anything? And I'm like, why didn't you just call her in for a meeting? Yeah. If you're going to be this artless about it. Yeah. And like, so transparently parroting for the palace. Right. Like, why it's bother like, stalking her? And why pretend that it was just a coincidence? That's yeah. ridiculous. So she gets very angry at him and delivers quite a sweet burn yeah. that he's still there around the clock lackey, even in retirement. And, you know, she is not wrong. Yeah. I, he takes pride in it. <laughs> uh, so we see a train screaming across somewhere and it's Sandringham, or we assume it's heading to Sandringham because we see a dean telling Liz that a has requested an urgent audience and is on that very train. He disembarks at Sandringham Station or whatever, and once the crowd gets a look at him, they are not pleased to see him no, by any means. indeed. They're quite yeah. angry. And yeah. I really, I like this. Yeah. It's very interesting to see, and I don't know, I mean, obviously, I don't spend much time in Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. but I'm just curious, like, when random, you know, senators and people are walking around, <laughs> like, are there, I mean, you know, in the wake of, like... Right, a, a major... A totally catastrophic decision right, like right. this, are they jeering and being very because they should be they should be yes. absolutely liz gets herself a and e ready she's in her sort of action liz <laughs> get up for sandringham yeah and so she's you know putting on her her face and her clothes and a and e and his wife are driven to sandringham and there's a bunch of photographers lying in wait and i think it's really interesting mm-hmm. and i think we've seen this sort of incrementally in these first three episodes how much more press presence there is mm-hmm than there was in the previous season. When you think of, you know, back to that moment where Liz got that footage of her and Phil having yeah, a fight yeah. and just the way that the press is sort of creeping in in a way that foreshadows this 24-hour news cycle. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. that was just something I noticed. Yeah. Perhaps yeah. you did as well, cousins. <laughs> A&E tells Liz that he is stepping down uh, due to ill health and doctor's orders. Which is a lie. Oh, not the fact that you got Bart. <laughs> uh, he he apologizes for disappointing her, and she says she didn't say that, but he says that he's pretty sure she was thinking it. Um, he may be an idiot, but he's not an idiot. She f- felt that he was wrong to lie to Parliament and to the world and everything like that, and made her sad. But she says that she has sympathy for him, having been under the shadow of such a great man for his whole career. And having this opportunity and that she understands that history was not made by those who did nothing. And she herself knows how difficult it can be to restrain yourself in such situations. The lesson is never try. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it was it was interesting because it's like sort of framed as reassuring, but was also kind of like, yeah, you tried to measure up to Churchill and you fucking failed. Yeah. Live with that. What I have to live with is that my rug collection will <laughs> never be as fabulous as Liz's. Yeah. Oh, man. And I'm, you know, I'm doing okay in the rug department. <laughs> yeah. I just got a new one, too. Yeah. And even a new one that you haven't even seen. New Ooh. One. I know. It has a peacock feather on it. <laughs> nice. But, man, she got rugs for days. Literally they for days. They cover the whole... I don't... I, I can't even imagine feeling so extravagant <laughs> that I can get an area rug that covers my whole room. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Plus, also, just from a, like, a fit perspective, that's well, difficult. Well, sure. But yeah. anyway, she got great rugs. She does. Not the one on Beardy Phil's face. Oh! That's my impression of an air horn. All right. That's interesting. 
La Mustache tells Adine that it's time to warn Liz about the Parker divorce, and he offers to do it, but Adine correctly says he will do it since he still works there. <laughs> That's right. He tells Liz on the train that Macmillan is expected to succeed A&E as prime minister and then hesitates in a way where Liz is like, out with it, before <laughs> telling her about the Parkers and the possibility of irritating headlines. <laughs> I love, like, Michael Adine's whole MO is like, understatement to the point of like you should punch him in the face (laughs) right well and it is also like this is literally their nightmare scenario is irritating headlines yeah i mean maybe a stronger adjective than irritating but still like that's it it's so fascinating how little these people do yeah and how much work goes into doing (laughs) so little yeah so anyway i love and maybe it's just that i have this new tv where I get very good, like, high-def images. But, mm-hmm. man, Claire Foy's wrinkles look amazing. <laughs> I've been seeing a lot of that recently. Yeah. Like, on Peaky Blinders as well. Just sort of, like, women mm-hmm. who are my age and, mm-hmm. like, a little older mm-hmm. having wrinkles. I'm like, hey, yeah. like, you look great. And I, you know, I've never been a big concerned about wrinkles person because mm-hmm. I'm still dealing with the acne of a 13-year-old child. <laughs> but. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, feel feel good about your wrinkles, y'all. Yeah. They look great in high def. Mm-hmm. And Liz is understandably put out by the news that, oh, remember how you thought your husband was a jackass? He's definitely a <laughs> jackass who doesn't even have the common courtesy to, like, keep you out of his jackassery. <laughs> yeah. Not only that, he can't even keep you out of his friend's jackassery. Yeah. Like, it's so... like. I swear it wasn't my adultery. I was just holding it for a friend. <laughs> so we see Macmillan in the loo, which, all right, thanks. I did not need this scene at all. Yeah. I don't, like, yeah, guess what? Oh, is Macmillan nervous about meeting with Liz? Color me not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Way more air horn than I expected. This, this is episode. like, this is like a crossover from Red All Over, but like Molly always oh, has yeah. it on her phone. <laughs> This is like hashtag organic self-care horn. (laughs) So yeah, he goes in to meet with Liz and he's like, oh boy, things are sure of a mess because of that war that other guy did, right? And Liz is like, but it wasn't only him, was it? And really lays into him. Yeah. And that she feels that she thinks that one should always be mindful of one's own part. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take that, Macmillan. (laughs) You gonna finish... Finish that up. Oh. <laughs> just, I'll, you know, take well, your time. I'll just, I'll wait. It was just this last sentence that I had crossed out because well, I was doodling before. It's important. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, it's very important because then how would we know that she was in a car <laughs> next scene? Liz then asks for a car. Yeah. Yeah. Great. <laughs> and it's not even this next scene. It'll be the next one you're doing. So I really just helped you out. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Mike receives news of the divorce proceedings and I have two questions here. One being, why on earth would you ever think that your wife wouldn't divorce you? (laughs) Two, why are men's beards so often not the color of the hair on their heads? And what's hilarious is I've had two weeks to look for an answer. <laughs> you know, that's true. But I have not. I haven't either, and I don't know. Uh, I was busy uh, making a delicious turkey <laughs> for several of those days. Yes. I was busy working. That's... I'm not taking time off like the rest of America. Good um, job, comrade. Yeah, sure. <laughs> 
I've made a huge mistake. (laughs) Beardy Phil is painting a watercolor of some tropical birds. Once again, what is he doing that is valuable? (laughs) Right. So ridiculous. Mike comes in and asks if he has a moment. And I told you not to interrupt me when I'm with my birds. (laughs) Beardy Phil is upset by Mike's news because the rules of the Thursday lunch club and just, you know, uh, being... The personal secretary of the prince. Yeah. Although he's not a prince yet. No, that's right. I've been thinking that's that right. he was a prince the whole time, and no. he's not. He's just the Duke he's of the Edinburgh. Duke of, yep, yep. So anyway, the rules of being married to the queen's husband right. are no letters to anyone. Right. And they assume, obviously, that the letter has gotten back to you-know-who. And I don't like this at yeah. all, because mm-hmm. I don't like this whole three-episode arc yeah. for a number of reasons. Yeah. The chief one being that we left the previous episode on this note where it really felt like Phil was sort of coming to appreciate Liz and this family that he's married into and understanding that whatever minor irritations he experiences, like, guess what, dum-dum? You won the jackpot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is sit around with your shitty friend and paint <laughs> watercolors of tropical birds all the ding dang day. Yeah. And Man, that you, great. yeah, you don't have to do anything, but you are the whiniest motherfucker on this show. Jesus. Yes. Yeah. This is also the first time I had assumed the whole time before this that Phil was aware of these letters. And the, oh, he was writing interesting. To the, yeah. I guess I did too. I didn't really think about it one way or the other, but I mean, mm-hmm. we'd seen this sort of thing. I mean, we saw it yeah. in the first, in the second episode of them, like, you know, reading them. Right, right. So presumably. So yeah. I guess it's just, you know, Mike wanting to look big. Yeah. With the Thursday lunch club. It's not even a good day of the week. <laughs> it's not. So we see Liz waiting in her car that she got. Well, not the car that she got in before, because the car in Sandringham would have taken to her to the train station, I suspect. Probably. And then down. And so it's a different car. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but this is weird. Why do we always fight when we're on vacation? <laughs> But this is weird, too, because she's just sitting in the back of this car, like, on this random residential street. Yeah, no tinted windows, no rims. Yeah, and, like, you know, no apparent security, and just people walking around. It's like, is that really, like, your face is on the money. People are going to recognize you. (laughs) Hold on. (laughs) Oi! Oi! Jamie! Get me a pound note. (laughs) That's that lady that's on that thing where I buy beer with. (laughs) Oh, your mum? But nobody sees her or recognizes her except Eileen, who does, and is like, Aww? Yeah. Which is understandable. Inside Eileen's house, Eileen's making tea, and Liz is reminiscing about how they used to go grocery shopping together in Malta and leaving semi-normal lives. Well, so now we kind of know who Mike is and why he wound up mm-hmm. with Phil, is that they were serving together in the Navy right, in Malta. Right. Yeah. And so they have this pre-existing relationship from before everything changed. Yeah. And so Liz explains that she's heard the news and is wondering how she can help. And again, this is so... She's defter than Tommy the Mustache. She is. I mean, I think just the fact of her being the queen and showing (laughs) up. But she's like, ew, why don't I attempt to be a human being (laughs) and then try to exploit our personal connection? (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, Aline says that she has delayed the divorce. She was going to do it before, but what with the whole group captain Peter Townsend debacle 
It's amazing, <laughs> like the the ripples that that caused. Yeah, like it really derailed a lot of people's plans. <laughs> it did. But she's not going to delay it any longer. She has too much self-respect to bear being married to Mike. Liz is like, well, to bear, like, what exactly? What's the problem? And Eileen is like, come on, Liz. And uh, <laughs> she goes and, and grabs the letter and shows it to Liz to read. She's in, she says, don't bury it, ma'am, or sleep it, sweep it away. It's there in black and white. And Liz is like, ew. And then asked her if she could just hold off for a bit while they decide how to handle this. Eileen is not having it. I'm so on board with Eileen in this scene because she's been spending her whole life, essentially, at the beck and call of, as she says, you people. Mm -hmm. And she's not having it anymore. And again, they don't have any power. They can't. From a constitutional perspective, they can't do it. Like, because they are just irritating headlines. <laughs> they don't actually threaten the monarchy. Yeah. Like, yeah. and again, am I wrong? Have monarchs and their spouses not been cheating on each other <laughs> the whole time? The whole time in every monarchy, everywhere, forever. I, I believe so. They're just all acting like this is new. Yeah. And I mean, it seems like King Lane Price did not. Yeah. And that the Queen Mum did not. But theirs is clearly the exception. Right. Yeah. We are, you know, uh, dabbling students of history. <laughs> yes. We know some stuff. We, we do. A thing or two. Eileen's solicitor makes a statement to the press outside his office. And Eileen is crushing this divorce, by the way, a la Angelina Jolie, where she was <laughs> like, uh, he hit a kid. I'm out. Yep. And we see a bunch of newspapers and the music for some reason. <laughs> I feel like this is more dramatic music than when King Lane Price died. They're <laughs> acting like this is the worst thing that has ever happened. And I've watched ahead <laughs> to the fifth. This is not even. Well, I don't. Okay, look. Anyway. We don't have time to make that list. Right. Nor do I even have the final five episodes to, to pull from. So, yeah. Liz seems to smile at one of the yeah, papers. Yeah, was, there was this one weird reaction shot that was... And, yeah. you know, she sat at breakfast, and that's too bad. Yeah, it's but, breakfast. you know, come on, Liz. Yeah. Be, although why can't you be more like Eileen? <laughs> although it's English breakfast, so it's probably like kippers or yeah. something. <laughs> it might be Kedri. <laughs> I'd be sad. Did we already talk about how there's a Kedri stand in downtown San Francisco right now? No, we did not. Yeah, it's by Montgomery Station. Wow. Yeah, I walked past and I was like, Kedri! <laughs> Quick, get Mac H on the phone. <laughs> Mike takes the news to Beardy Phil that he has heard from his solicitor and he's like, oh, it's just, it's going to blow over in a few days and we can ride this out. And and Phil is like, have you been around? <laughs> yeah, Philip's like, uh, nope, I'm going to need you to resign. And Mike's like, oh, well, you'll have my resignation first thing. And he's like, now. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yeah, Mike resigns. The uh, He's going to get off the, the boat in Gibraltar. And Beardy Phil suggests a policy of no comment and no letters. Cut to Mike disembarking in Gibraltar to a gaggle of press. And in lieu of no comment, he's chosen to respond to them by saying, piss off, right. which I feel like essentially <laughs> violates the spirit of his instructions. Uh, I agree. I well, also think he should have he gone ahead and shaved off his beard because yeah. I'm pretty sure he's disqualified from the contest. <laughs> <laughs> So Tommy the Mustache is telling the Queen Mum and Liz that the British press have backed off of this story since Mike's resignation, but the foreign papers 
American particularly, are eating up all the gossip that Philip had a regular love nest in the West End, thanks to the Thursday Lunch Club. Yeah, and the Queen Mom tries to like be like, oh, Baltimore, where's that? And, and Liz is like, Baltimore. <laughs> you know very well where Baltimore is, buddy. <laughs> And the Queen Mum suggests flying Beardy Phil back immediately, but Mustache and Adine and everyone mm-hmm. agree that that's a dumb idea. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. just like, oh, clearly he's guilty. Right. You know? Right. The Admiral has summoned Beardy Phil to him, and this palace has been giving. There's some horribly dressed sailors that I need to talk about. They're wearing some really ill-advised shorts. <laughs> Get it together, British Navy. Well, they're all just so depressed since the news of Mike being, you know, resigning. And they... Well, they're more bummed about his beard. Yeah. It was an inspiration to them all. <laughs> I don't even know why we're having this contest anymore. <laughs> So the, yeah, the, he's gonna get a special trophy like in absentia, <laughs> like most missed beard. Gone too soon. <laughs> They're having a memorial service on the ship. Yeah. So anyway, the, the admiral has been getting instructions from the palace to pass on to Phil about exactly how his reunion in Lisbon is going to go, and they have not been telling anything to Phil, right? In order to communicate their displeasure yeah. with the fact that he has not conducted himself in a manner that is good mm-hmm. at all. For anything or any... Like, you have one job. It's yeah. to not cheat on the queen. <laughs> yeah. Like, you can not be a great husband. Mm-hmm. You can do all this other... Just don't cheat on her. Yeah. She didn't bow down with poor cheek. I know. And she absolutely should have. Yeah, for real. She 100% should have bowed down with poor cheek. It's poor cheek. It's poor cheek. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, they're so similar mm-hmm. that a marriage might not have been a good idea. Perhaps, perhaps. But they should have at least given each other a candy or two, you know? <laughs> Beardy Phil shaves and becomes non-Beardy Phil. Yeah. And I love watching men shave. I just love it. I don't know why. All right. So have all the beard contests you want, guys. <laughs> just send me video of you shaving. Okay. That's a little weird. <laughs> I never said I wasn't weird. Oh, no. I, there's nothing wrong with it. <laughs> he is. Okay. And now this. Uh-huh. This first bit is a bridge and a half too far. <laughs> they want him to wear a tie with hearts on it. Yes. And they're like, what are we, five? Well, that's exactly what he says. He says he wants a tie fit for an adult. Yes. And then they want him to remove his hat before going on board the plane Mm -hmm. in a show of chivalry and respect. And then I'm like, you know what? That's good nonverbal behavior. Yeah, yeah. We don't, like, who's even going to see the fucking tie? I know. It's like dark out. Like, like is some porter being like, I, I nod you. <laughs> you see, uh, Duke of Edinburgh had hearts on his ties. I bet he ain't never cheated on the queen. Yeah, I bet he's been real faithful. <laughs> he then, and this is like, come on. He then is like trying to like not remove the hat. And Michael Adine is there and like just basically is like, come on, Eileen. <laughs> He's like, I had to be here because I specifically knew you were going to try yeah. to not take your hat off. <laughs> what a horrible job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, like if you want to tie fit for an adult, act like a fucking adult, mm-hmm. Phil. So he gets on the plane and is like, oh, darling. And Liz is like... We'll talk later. <laughs> yeah. It's stone cold. It's great. Listen, yeah. this is exactly how she, you should react to your husband when he publicly embarrasses you yeah. in front of the whole entire goddamn <laughs> world. Yeah. So they go outside. The press is shouting all sorts of questions. Phil's poker free. 
Phil's poker face is not great here. No, it's it is so not. bad. He looks so grumpy. Yeah, and I'm like, you are embarrassing every like. Yeah, you're embarrassing yourself here. Yeah, you are. Like, there's a radio announcer like covering yeah. the whole thing. Oh like, my god! Yeah, it's yeah. like <laughs> it's like this will do very little to quell signs of a rift between you know yeah. whatever. Yeah, it's like this this person is publicly narrating your failure. <laughs> it was Twitter before Twitter. <laughs> So now we're back on the royal yacht where we started, and they repeat this entire scene. Yeah, the which, whole scene that... Opened. Which I wrote here was an interesting choice. I have now downgraded this to a dumb choice. <laughs> yeah. Because... Well, yeah, because I, I read it as more as, which is an interesting choice. Well, like, okay... It's not like they're doing a Rashomon thing here. Right. We're not getting any different right. readings on anything. No, and it's and like... And Phil is still wrong. Right. Like, I, you know, like we to, opened it up and we're already prejudiced against Phil. Oh, sure, yeah. But I thought that perhaps what Peter Morgan and co. would be doing in the intervening two episodes yeah. was, oh, I don't know, making some sort of case that mm-hmm. Phil is somehow justified in being a petulant asshole yeah. surprise he's not at all no and what's even more disturbing i don't think that they know that yeah i know i think they think that they have like split this character wide open <laughs> yeah. and made us all empathize with him when yeah. in reality i'm like this is a garbage person mm-hmm. made of garbage <laughs> and he defecates like bacon grease <laughs> Which is really too good for him because bacon grease is delicious. It, it is. That's true. I just couldn't think of anything else. That was no. That's an interesting insult. I've thank never you, heard that thank one you. Thank you. I try to be original. That's right. Anyway, yeah, and, well, and, and just like even aside from all that, just the choice to replay the entire scene because you could have just picked it up with Liz saying. Right. So I suggest we have a frank conversation mm-hmm. about what we can do to make this marriage work. Mm-hmm. Which is like seventy five percent accurate recall on that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, boo, boo, boo. <laughs> <laughs> but like they go from the point where she's on the phone with the press secretary, right. and go all the way through it, yeah. and then does does Phil say or do anything <laughs> to make us feel good about him? No, no. he bitches about how he's outranked by his eight year old son, mm-hmm. and Liz is like, yes. Of course you are. He's heir to the throne. Yeah. What did you think was going to happen when you married <laughs> Queen Elizabeth? Right. I know she was Princess Elizabeth, but like I know, but that's you knew she was the heir to Queens. You that's what knew happens. she was the heir yes. to the throne. You mm-hmm. knew this. Oh my god. <laughs> so then I like whiz through this scene because it's so fucking stupid. Yeah, Liz elevates Phil to the rank of prince because right. he is a big fucking baby and I hate him. Yeah. They go through... Well, this is this is what he needs to be, to feel like he's superior to the mustaches. Yes, yes. Yeah. And we were angry because the mustache bit is ours. That's right. 
Fuck you, Beardy Phil. Yeah. Neither of us has any facial hair. I don't see where you get off. Uh, here, here. Criticizing anybody. That's right. So. At least their mustaches are neat and well trimmed. Oh my God. Listen, I wish I could do anything <laughs> as well as all these men maintain their mustaches. <laughs> I would be crushing it, whatever it was I was doing. Yeah. So even when Phil is getting what he wants, he doesn't smile. Yeah, because we see everybody little... in this room. Yeah, it's the ceremony. Looks, it looks like they all had to be like tricked into coming yeah everybody like, <laughs> is so crabby yeah when it's just it's just a small family coronation yeah not like yeah the, so the, it's the, it's you know. you know it's not televised it's well i mean it is i mean it's very much like a second wedding uh but like yeah. to the same person yeah which is even worse yeah yeah <laughs> So Phil is being photographed as someone says a poem. Yeah. And I hate poems. <laughs> I don't know it's if a, I hate Phil or poems more, yeah. but I appreciate them being stuck together. And this yeah. is a sweet burn, mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> Again, I don't know what this show thinks they're showing us right. as far as Phil is concerned. But yeah. it's, this is he, England's greatest son is the poem. Yeah. Well, and I, and I was he's noticing not even this English. Epi- he's Greek. <laughs> and I was noticing this episode too that they keep trying to they keep trying to throw to Matt Smith to let him do the Claire Foy thing where she Yeah, where like, he, like the face acting uh-huh. is like superb. Yeah. It's like the foie gras because <laughs> it's so thick and dense. Yeah. And you have to like have it only a little at a time or mm-hmm. else you're just going to die yeah. of foie gras. Yeah. Whereas Matt Smith is just like a single Frito. Yeah. Like it's uh, Let's remind everybody, he was a footballer, okay? (laughs) This is not an actor that we're dealing with. Yeah. I didn't like him on Doctor Who. I know. I like him in controlled doses on this show. Yeah, yeah. None of these first three episodes have been that. Right. Like... They have have had too much fill. They have way too much fill. They have exceeded our recommended daily allowance of fill. My question here, who wanted this? (laughs) Who... Who watches this show, which I have to think the target audience is primarily mm-hmm. women and gay men, right? Like, I mean, to be fair, a lot of those people did like him on Doctor Who. Okay, that's fine. So but maybe that's a fact. Do they but like, but like, do they like Prince Philip? Yeah, like, it's yeah. fine. You know what? And I'll give you, even though I didn't like him because I did like his performance on the American Psycho cast album. <laughs> which yeah. i was really surprised by yeah well, but and, and i mean i think the answer is peter morgan that's just but i mean again i don't know why anybody like nobody has ever cared about prince philip <laughs> he's just this dick that queen elizabeth likes for no reason yeah. you know it's like when your friend's in a relationship with somebody that nobody likes yeah, or look, understands but he doesn't really cause any trouble you know and you're like you know what i guess you just come with her yeah, like all that happened was that Liz got a lady boner for him for a couple years in the early 50s. And like, that's that's, that's it. the whole thing. That's the whole story of Phil. And he is a whiny ass bitch boy. Yeah. Like, that's their entire story. Yeah. <gasps> so. <laughs> I'm just saying, Phil is like wasabi. He's not even the ginger, okay? <laughs> he is not the California roll. Yeah. Okay? He's not delicious sashimi, okay? <laughs> he, he is garnish at best yeah okay i had to get off that of my chest okay so <laughs> liz asks at the sort as as he's getting his photo taken mm-hmm. to speak to a dean and then we see close-ups of a bunch of portraits of previous mustaches as michael a dean shaves his 
mustache off. Yup. And I am like, did Phil ask for this specifically or is this just Liz being obtuse and overly literal? Yeah. Yeah. It is so awful and it makes yeah. me so angry because I, Michael Adine is like my third round draft pick <laughs> as far as personal secretaries on this show go. Yeah. yeah. I would have to say, I'm going to have to think hard about whether I like Tommy the mustache or Charty mm-hmm. better because like, they're both they're, good at different they're things. They're very contrasting. Yeah. They're very contrasting. And I mean, I think at this point in everybody's lives, mm-hmm. I, I thought back in season one, Charty should have been the personal secretary. Oh, yeah. Both Liz and Phil knew that they needed somebody who was hip and with it. Yeah. Also, I mean, I'll say this much for Phil in season two. Makes me long for the days of season one, Phil. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. At any rate, I'm so angry about this. Like your personal yeah. grooming should not be something yeah. at the behest of your employer. You're not the fucking czar of Russia. No. Like, oh yeah. my God. You're not the Saddam Hussein. You're not even a real queen. It's the 20th I century. Know. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. We're pissed. We're yeah. pissed. So Philip arrives to see Mike who has finally given up on the beard contest. <laughs> I wish he just had like a Rip Van Winkle beard. I know it hasn't been that long. But he's just like, I've been in this apartment for 300 years. Turns out he was the Merlin the whole time. <laughs> and Philip's like, oh, I would have tried to suck less if I knew you were a wizard. <laughs> He's been guarding the crail in this shitty apartment. And he's like, oh, yeah, I can't do anything domestic. There's no lady around, so everything sucks. I I'm hate too him so much. I hate him so much. Men, learn how to do things. <laughs> oh, my God. You're like overgrown children, all of you. And just because Peter Morgan doesn't understand this doesn't mean you have to continue the cycle. Yep. Shout out to men who aren't like that, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, for sure. So yeah, Mike is going to go back to Australia. I just rolled my <laughs> eyes so hard at Phil when he's like, eh, when you sell yourself. And I'm like, you sold yourself when you got into a relationship <laughs> with her. You are a homeless royal. Yeah. You are a couch surfer <laughs> from the monarchy's perspective. Yeah. I don't know what else you want out of life. You're a hobo that hit it big. Yeah, like, calm the fuck down. Go watch uh, My Man Godfrey and (laughs) shut the fuck up. Hear, hear. Oh, my God. Oh, I forgot how angry I was at the end. Because the next two episodes are so much better. Yeah. They're so much better. Yeah, I've only seen the next one, but it's so much better. Yeah, it's so much better. And I just, and that was why I really didn't want to re-record this. Yeah. Like, because, because I hate this plot. Right. Just when we had gotten the taste, you know, out of our yeah. mouths from this plot. We had a... Mm. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Liz wants more children. She wants a second act of motherhood. And they say that, oh, she's colder to Charles because he's like a reminder of her mortality or whatever. Which, fuck you. I would argue that every child, if this is your logic, yeah. then every parent sees their child as a mortal threat. Yeah. And Mike, shut up. You've never even met your children. <laughs> right. And yeah, and so it's like, oh, Philip's like, oh, end of an era. And Male friendship is hot garbage. Yep. So fix that as well. <laughs> Learn how to keep house and quit having garbage relationships with each other. Yeah. Oh, my God. That all sounds good. <sighs> and move your lunch club to a less shitty day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Three-point three plan for fixing men. Yes. <laughs> 
I don't think that's unreasonable. <laughs> it's all pretty easy no, stuff you're, if you're you right. think about it. Yeah. There's six other days in the week. <laughs> all right. Well, that does it for The Crown It could be Wednesday two. and they make a bunch of jokes about hump day. I know. <laughs> Men love that. Right. So this is the end yes, of this recap. That's right. I hope to Christ. Yeah. If, if, there are no more Phil-centric episodes. Yeah. I, I don't think my constant... I'm like A&E over here. Like, I should not be this apoplectic. We will have to go to Jamaica. <laughs> well, until next time... Up, up yours, yours downstairs, downstairs. Mon.